We need to let the soul-sucking jobs be done by the soulless machines. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, where we teach you to salon differently. After years of searching, we finally found a software that does it all. Introducing Aura Salonware. With Aura, you have the simple tools to streamline your business, such as a card on file, settings for hourly pricing, and even station sharing options. Implement communication boundaries with clients by interacting directly through Aura. Finally, a software that takes your business as seriously as you do. If you're interested in this type of profit maximization, visit aurasalonware.com DTH to receive special discounts and promos. As a hairdresser, I know the struggle of managing your back bar, and that's where our friends at Salon Skill come to play. While you weigh your products with their app, Salon Skill automatically tracks your products used, making inventory management a breeze. Not to mention, they also save your formula. They are a digital solution for back bar management, and they really make it easy. You know we're both big on knowing your numbers, and Salon Skill does just that. Visit salonskill.com DTH and use the code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off your first year. On this episode of Destroy the Hairdresser... Sid turns off her phone. <laughs> because everybody in the studio asked me to make sure your cell phones are off. And guess who left hers on? Sid is the person at every... Movie. Party. Theater. Anything we go to. When they say, please turn off your phones. She looks like she's turning it off. <laughs> but somehow it doesn't t- get turned off. I turned it on silent. I don't... And, then, just, and then the buzz is... And then it's my... My watch, the buzz. Eventually, we'll have chips in our hands that'll be buzzing. Sid is the person. I'm just going to be buzzing. She will have her Apple Watch and she'll look at it to read the text, but Mm -hmm. then she'll open her phone to reply to the text. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Well, sometimes I talk to my watch, but I've seen Sid. I don't want to do that in public with my inspector gadget. Look at her watch and then run across the room full speed to get her phone. Don't everyone listening? You all have done it too. If you have an Apple Watch or some phone watch. You've done it too. You don't. You don't get it, David. I don't get it. You know, I did. Actually, I do get it. <laughs> I had an Apple Watch, and I had, you had two. I, you tried this twice. I tried living Sid's life, and it was horrible. Yeah. Every notification, every buzz, every. I mean, my brain. It was like I love it. It was. It was not great. Live for it. You know, we were going to talk it's about something else, but I think we should talk about hiring robots and not humans. Fine. Let's talk about that because <laughs> I could not live without the robots. I have so many robots in my house. I mean, I think my Alexa, my all my Apple devices, my vacuum cleaner everything. just cleans everything on its own. Same. My alarm clock is set to different times and dates and I mean every I mean I'm literally just a robot to my robots. <laughs> our Alexa Josh, my partner has Alexa set up to tell read the calendar to him and oh, tell him what the news every is. Every morning when every, I wake up. Like, yeah, robots everywhere. And it's funny because I think we live in a world where like, one day there'll be robots. And it's like, it's <laughs> there are. And we're using them I am a robot. all the time. <laughs> um, there's now, you know, we said that, ro- one of the things I would say is that robots probably, I sh- and now I, I, I'm going to eat my words, but hopefully they will never be able to do hair like a human does. I don't know. I've been seeing a lot but of YouTube lately. But then I saw lately. that YouTube video of that kid. That he made something to cut his hair. He made a robot 
He looked frightened. It was in a time lapse because obviously it was it, moving very slow. Right, but it cut his hair. But, but apparently, he was terrified the whole time. Apparently he put in the image. Yeah. And then the robot did it. Yeah. It didn't look bad. It didn't look bad. It it looked um it looked I'm not very letting a robot surfer. cut my hair. It looked like a Floby. <laughs> Is that what they're called? Yes. It looked like a Floby. I don't I mean it was fine. But you know, hair is one of those like AI art is big right now. Mm-hmm. Like you are, I I have apps that do AI art. And I'm I'm obsessed with it, um, and I think it's just and incredible. AI nail, like you put in the image oh, you want, yeah. and you stick your nail in, and it paints the image, like they like prints the image on you. Now we have AI text, mm-hmm. like for blogs and things. Yeah, like that. Yeah, the Chat GPT. And we've had a lot of talks. Is it GPT? CPT? I don't know. Chat something. Yeah, but even not even there's more now. Mm-hmm. So we've had a lot of talks of like. Using technology like to write captions and to create images and automation. Automation. So we can be humans. So we can be humans. But, you know, our team had to decide to start the hairdresser. Hey, we could start using AI to write blogs and just get, just start pushing out content. And I remember, I'm not going to say who suggested that, you know who you are. And <laughs> I remember saying to that person, we can't do that because it, there's no soul. To the, the there's business. no soul in yeah. it. Like, yeah, the it's amazing. And if you want, if you want to push out content, it's it's going to be amazing. But there's no soul in the in the writing. There's no deep connection to it. And I think you know, in the future, will robots do hair? I think so. But it, I don't think it'll have the same artistry. Just like when it'll you ha- it'll replace what the in and out hairdresser replace the in and out yeah. yeah like the you know the clipper cut or what what are the places called like i don't think we should say any of their names oh that's true too but it'll replace them but the, if you're a hairdresser w- you know what we're talking about when you go in and <laughs> can we bleep what i just said let's just say super cuts <laughs> and sports clips and then if you could bleep that out for us so we don't get sued <laughs> that'd be great but i mean and that's fine there are going to be some people that want that but there are going to be some people that still value the art of hair and what's funny is that the human connection of it when when that happens i think our industry and hairdressers will finally say we can i'm an artist and we, we can, can charge, charge more money, more money. <laughs> if you let a robot do it you as a human you can charge a lot more money doing it and yeah. I, and so bring on the robots cuz then we can finally get hairdressers to charge what they should be charging i agree and i think too you know, I love AI art because it's fun to play with and to create and to do all that. Um, even though you're not doing anything, with mm-hmm. it. but I don't know if I would frame and purchase yeah. AI art. Yeah, because most of art you purchase it because of the depth and energy and story behind it. Mm-hmm. And if it's maybe maybe I would buy an AI art piece if it was the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had to have. But if it's just like I typed in cats and dogs and butterflies and it created something, I wouldn't be like, even if it was exactly what I wanted, <laughs> I like wouldn't buy yeah. it and frame it, you know? It's so, it's it becomes very quick. I can the just have The exchange of art is the earning process. Like there's the energy. It's, it's so impactful. So when you remove that, it has no energy. It's lifeless. Exactly. And for some people, that'll be okay. Yeah. But for a lot of people, that will not be okay. And so when, you know, bring on the robots, hire them, Robots are a great way of, and I think when people say when we say robots, they think like a robot yeah. from the movie. You're talking about technology. I'm talking about technology. Hire our phone is a robot. Yeah, like. use technology. Put things in place to create automation. I think we have so many old school things that we still use in salons. Some people still write their appointments on paper, mm-hmm. which 
everything <sighs> at the front. What's funny is a lot of these things were, okay, a lot of them, hear me out on this, this train of thought that I'm about to have. A lot of these things were set in place to create a better customer experience, right? Yes. But what ended up happening is humans doing things that they were not meant to do, that now we have technology that can do it, were doing these things. And it was so exhausting and so soul-sucking. Think about anybody that's worked in customer care behind the front desk, that it removed the human connection and created poor customer service. Right. And we're over here like, why don't we get rid of the front desk? Why don't we use all this incredible technology like... Salon scale or aura or, you know, not <laughs> yeah. to plug our sponsor. Hair story. But hair story, yeah. So that we can then have the human experience and then be a better, have better customer service. Let me but say, there's so much fear around that. Let me say this to the audience. I think it needs to be said. Say it. If you, if you want to keep doing things a certain way, for example, if you want to write your appointments on a big notepad for a Whiteboard. What does it even... A, an appointment know, book, an appointment book, because it's nostalgic and it fits the vibe of what you're doing. Fine, cool, do it. But if you want to future proof your business, which is what we're all about doing, which is about making, taking, utilizing our resources, utilizing resources now in this time period. Yeah, to give people more time um, in their life. So again, I think people sometimes assume we're trying to just we're saying everything else is bad. We're not saying that things are bad. We're trying to prepare people for the future, which is going a lot. It, the future is so much faster than life was yeah. before. So we need to we need to understand technology and and utilize it. So, I mean, I went to a, a barber shop in Brooklyn for a photo shoot uh, for a client, and it was be- it, it is beautiful. It's called Ludlow Blunt. If anyone wants to Google it, it's gorgeous. It is like old school to the every detail. The ceiling is old tin. Love the um. There, everything is marble. Mm-hmm. They have the old. Sh- they have a whole. It's like a museum. You go in. There's like a, uh, antique chic. Oh my god. Yeah. But like real, like sourced antiques from from real places, and uh, they they had technology. Like they have a computer, but they also had a very old school appointment book. And I remember thinking that it it fits here. It belongs. Yeah. This well, appointment now book it's belongs here. Now it's aesthetic. It's not necessity. I'm sure they still have they, they did. technology. They had a point like of that. sale, and I'm sure their whole team has some sort of electronic connection. But it was just like, there's it's no need to get rid of that. Kind of like Coach Joy in her salon in LA, the ministry salon. She has a VHS mm. um, TV, a TV, an old TV with a VHS in it, and she plays Valley movies because of like that. That's the it's vibe. like it, that's the vibe. So like it's so cool. But our job as coaches, which will always brush brush up against that, is are we utilizing every space? Are we maximizing profit? Are we streamlining the way that we do business? I mean, that's what we look in every single business that we work with. Yeah. So if you want me instead to look at your business and tell you where you can streamline and tighten things up, make more money, and make things go go much easier. It's we're going to point out things like the the pad of the appointment pad. We're going to point out things like, okay, the TV's there. Can we move the TV? Put it in the station. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes it sounds like we're we're removing a lot of things from the salon, but our job is to streamline. Yeah. And to help use technology bring in technology to streamline so all that these things. We can just be But your job is the artist connecting and the person who created the space is to then put back the things that you want. So I, I do think we get a lot of people that think or assume that we're 
trying to remove a lot of certain a lot of things from the industry. We're trying to remove dependency on humans from jobs they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Like sitting on a front desk. I want to paint a picture of like some of our future proof salons. The client comes in, is greeted by their stylist or by a team because it truly is like a culture. And there is no front desk. Um, some salons do have a digital check-in service. Yeah. And what's awesome, because of this technology, their next appointment's already booked, their credit card's on file, they sit down, they get their hair cut or colored, they have an incredible experience, they leave because everything is at their availability and the chart, the card is charged. Like there's not even, we're not doing tipping, so we don't have to worry about that. It's literally, I'm coming in, I'm sitting down and I'm leaving. And I know yeah. that my card's going to be charged and I also know that my next appointment is already booked. And it, it, or I'll book it when I freaking want to because I don't know what my next six months look like. We have partnered with Hair Story, a product line that is good for our clients, our planet, and our bank account. Have you heard of New Wash? It's like a shampoo, but actually good for your hair. New Wash is a cleansing cream that cleans and conditions without the harsh foams and damaging detergents found in traditional shampoos. Hair Story does things differently, creating more conscious options that respect the environment and your hair ecosystem. Ready to try New Wash for free? Visit hairstory.com slash DTH to get pro access today. The way that we see how we invite technology into a space is that it allows people to be people again in the process. Simplicity. It's, you know, I remember growing up in the salon industry and learning to do consultations that were very robotic. The five C's, cost, yeah. cut, condition, color. Including product in it. Commitment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I get, those are, those are good points to make <laughs> in a consultation, but that's not how I talk. Yeah. And so everything that we were taught is kind of robotic in nature. I'd rather someone answer those five questions before they come into the appointment via an email. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how much I want to spend. This is what I'm looking for. This is when I'll, when I, how much time I can commit. Um, but, you know, that's what we're saying is like, what we were taught as humans, how can we transform that into utilizing technology? Absolutely. And I... I think that freaks people out. Well, I think what freaks people out is there's still so much fear around learning technology. It's changing and adapting and moving so quickly that uh, we already have so much going on behind the chair. Yeah. Like trends are coming in and out. We're trying to keep up with just learning. And now we have to learn technology on top of it. And it's, you don't really have to learn it. Like you need to learn it enough to to implement it, but then let it do its thing. Yeah, that's the best part. I mean, most technology now is, is created to not be, to not have to be micromanaged. Right. And I think people are so scared of it that they're not even taking, you're not even getting to know it. (laughs) You need to date technology a little bit. Yeah. I look at technology like the way, I look at teaching salon owners about technology the way that I look at teaching my grandmother about technology. (laughs) Step one. It's nearly (laughs) impossible. But once they get it, they can never live without it. Absolutely. I remember getting my grandmother an iPhone. My grandmother's 91 now. So cell phones were just like not a thing. <laughs> of course. Right? Yeah. And so I, I'm trying to imagine this 90-year-old woman looking at a piece of metal and being like, there's a computer in there and like I can do... And her biggest fear, and I think this is the biggest fear for all people learning how to use technology, whatever it is, is that I'm going to mess it up. 
Yeah. I'm going to do something <laughs> and I'm going to mess it's it up. break. Yeah. And I've always encouraged people when I'm teaching them how to streamline their business to mess it up. That's yeah. how you learn to streamline. But I just, it's the same with salon owners. It's like, I'm afraid to do that thing because what if it messes up the client experience? What if it messes up a price? What if it messes up scheduling? It's like- We're already messing we're up. We're already messing things up. So it's okay. People, <laughs> I remember um, we had a student once who was afraid to do online booking, which is like one of the first ways that we moved into technology. And I just laugh because like now people are listening like they were. It's like, so were you. Yeah, so were you. When it first started, so and were you. And so the biggest hiccup was I it, um, the loss of control. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're still very much in control. But you're allowing, you know, for every single client in your salon and your business to call you to book an appointment, you're on your phone all day long. You've taken away your human experience because now you're just a yeah. receiver for appointment booking. Your call center. Yeah, you're a call center. And the biggest fear was what if what if someone booking their own appointment gets messed up? And I'm like, you do realize that everyone in the world is booking online everywhere else but your salon. <laughs> and the reality is it's like they might mess it up. And that's okay. And you correct it and you adapt. And you might even have to say, hey, this was booked wrong and I, don't I can't. Have time to do it. I don't have time to do it. And yeah. you know what? They might get mad and it's not the end of the world and we're moving on. And I think we have to just be prepared for those things. But that doesn't mean that we stray away from them. We just have to adapt with them and create solutions. That's critical thinking. It's so funny that people, there are still people out there that won't do online booking. Now, I have a lot, I have a lot of rules around online booking. I don't, I don't mind if people do online booking. But you all, if someone's going to do online booking, you have to have... Boundaries? Yeah. Still. You have to have like boundaries. a cancellation policy. And you also, yeah, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but also plan out your life a little bit. Like I know people that do online booking and they go, oh, I'm booked five months out. How great. I'm like, so when are you going to go on vacation? What about family holidays? What if there's an emergency? What if there's an emergency? They, and there's no room. Yeah. And they don't think like that. It's like you have to look at your calendar as a human and put in the human stuff mm-hmm. and then let the robot do the rest for you. Yeah, just because you work... Tuesdays and Wednesdays doesn't mean you should always work Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Some weeks you might have to work a Friday and a Saturday because Tuesday and Wednesday are busy, but you don't always know that. And I think, again, that goes back to in salon, letting your stylist have schedule freedom. Right. Because we are human and you're taking away a human connection by denying them a life of living. Yeah. You know, of being like, no, you can't go to that funeral or that wedding or you can't have your baby. I was just talking to (laughs) a student. Um who still remembers to this day that she rec- she her grandmother died and yeah. she requested to go to the funeral and the salon owner said, uh, but we don't have anyone to cover your shift. Yeah. Or when are you going to make that up? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's my favorite. Yes, when are you going to well, make that up? Are you going to make up that time? I want to just... This is off sure. topic. Well, I'm you, grieving. You can't make up time in a in a service. In a service. Like, you can't... It's not like you made up time. It's not like being a uh, an hourly wage employee mm-hmm. doing manual labor where you can go in and make up time. Mm-hmm. This is not the same. You can't make up time if there's no clients. Yeah. Right. But I but I do think there's this level of treating salons a little bit like restaurants. Yeah. Like your shift. 
that that is a whole other. Yeah, your shift. You're gonna take every table that comes in. You take every table. You have your section, which is your chair. You gotta upsell. You know, new drinks, like food of the day or, or the special. Food of the day. Food of the day. Special. No, but it's Soup true. of the day. That's what I was trying to think. It's of. true. Like you're in a sales. Mm-hmm. Role, and so but I, we're so worried about removing the front desk because we'll remove the human connection. Yet we're <laughs> well, we've been busy removing the human connection the whole the time, the whole time, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just want to remind people: using technology properly will allow your business to have authenticity. It'll be more hum- humane, yeah. um, more human, more humane. Uh, it'll allow you to take more control, have stronger conversations, become a better leader, become a better artist, because you're letting the jobs that were ruining your soul be done by something that can be automated. And I remember, like, um, I had there was a one student that I had that paid; she was paying over seventy five thousand dollars a year for like a three person front desk team. But she would then stay after work to correct all the mistakes. Mm-hmm. She would stay after work to make sure everything was, you know, fixed and situated and prepared for the next day. And I'm like, so what are, A, what are we paying these people for? And B, you're just doing what a robot can do. Mm-hmm. You're not meant to do those things. Yeah. You're meant to go home, be with your family, have dinner, have a meal, go to sleep, wake up, hopefully spend more time with your family, come to work, spend time with people, clients. And then do that all over again. But to, I don't know, to sit behind a desk. We need and, to let the soul-sucking jobs be done by the soulless machines. Like, ooh, that's good. That's where we need to. And I'm fix. sure we'll offend someone who thinks... My phone has a soul. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> the, the soulless community. <laughs> um, no, but I'm sure we'll offend someone. Like I know there are people out there that they have no choice but to do jobs that maybe are not. Well, I'd rather inspiring. use those people at the front desk like because I do hear from a lot of salons of like, they're so good. And I'm like, you're wasting their potential. That's like, let the them point. be something else impactful in your, your... You don't have to fire your front desk people. Sometimes you do. But like, if they're truly trying to make a career in your business and they're not a hairdresser, give them a better career. Right. Don't just throw them behind a desk. Like have them be doing something that is going to be more impactful for the long-term effects of your business. Absolutely. So in short, use robots. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Out of all of the programs that I've ever invested in, this is probably the most powerful program I've ever been in. 